I wake up and I look around and I have no idea where I'm at. And there's a tube down my throat and I realized that it was real and that that really happened to me and that this is my life now. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers and a real God. Now, lately, we've been talking about whether there really is life after death. Now, there are some who say that there is no life after death, and that our consciousness and existence just vaporizes into thin air when we die. Now, there are others who believe in life after death, but many have different ideas and beliefs on what that actually is. In our last show, we had Arnold Harvey, who didn't believe in God. He told us how he grew up in a household that wasn't very religious, so he grew up believing that there wasn't any God. Then as he grew up, he joined the army, and one night as he was partying in Germany, where he was stationed, a fight broke out where he got stabbed gruesomely several times in his body, where he lay there bleeding to death, and he remembered about the God his parents were trying to tell him later on in his life. After he called out to God to save him during this experience, then he started to fade away into death and had an experience of being shrouded with the love and warmth of God. He was presented a choice and then started fighting to be back in his life, and then he woke up in the hospital. Today, he's going to talk about how this experience changed his life forever. Arnold, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you guys and what you're doing with your outreach. I'm really honored to be a part of it. Arnold, thanks so much for joining us. Let's pick up from where we left off. So you got stabbed to death Mm -hmm. and you have this choice to go or come back and you fought to come back. Then what happened? Okay, so I wake up and I look around and I have no idea where I'm at. And there's a tube down my throat. There's machines beeping all around me. My arms were restrained to the bed. I guess they didn't want me to wake up and start pulling things out. So it was like some kind of weird nightmare. Mm. And I tried to stand up and I could not move my legs or feel my legs. And then I heard the machine start beeping really fast. And then my wife at the time, she came rushing in with the doctors and they started to explain to me what happened because I had no recollection at first. Wow. That must have been frightening. I understand the doctors told you what happened and that you only had a 10% chance to live. How did you feel after hearing that? Well, once it sunk in and they started telling me that you had been stabbed, I started getting these little flashes of what had happened a couple of nights before. And I realized that it was real and that that really happened to me and that this is my life now. And I was devastated. I thought that my life was over, you know. I'm 21. I'm in the military. I've been active in sports my whole life and athletic. And all of a sudden, it's gone. Everything's gone. You know, and I was kind of angry that I was left here in this body. It was depression. It was anger. It was sadness. It was all those feelings all mixed in one. My gosh, I can't imagine that. I understand you woke up to so much pain and difficulty after coming back from that experience of love and goodness while dead. I understand that it took about a year to recover as you were laying there in the hospital. 
What emotions were you experiencing through that year? Tell us about that. Well, I had all kinds of different emotions. Initially, it was sadness, depression. And then finally, when I started having a little bit of movement, then I was completely focused on walking. Like, that was my goal. And I told them I was going to walk out of there. They told me, don't get my hopes up. Mm -hmm. And then I walked out a year later. But then the reality really, truly set in that, yeah, I can walk, but I'm still in a broken body. I'm still partially paralyzed. I have excruciating pain that this was never going to go away. And then I completely turned from God at that point. Now, during the time of me getting ready to be able to walk again, I started getting back in touch with God over that time and being grateful. But then, you know, like, I don't know if anybody is familiar with the Bible, but the Israelites, they, the God showed up and he showed these major miracles in their lives. He released them from bondage. He saved them. He took them out of slavery. They're leaving. And then they get in the desert and it's dry and they're hungry. And then they turn from God and they forget about every single miracle that he had just done for them. And then, you know, they started worshiping other gods and they started complaining. And that was me. I was lost in the wilderness. I forgot about the miracles. I forgot about all of the gratitude that I should be having. And I was focused just on that situation that seemed so dark. Wow. Yeah. It is awesome how you turn to God to hang on throughout this painful process of healing. I understand that you would kind of go back and forth with your faith as a recovery process was so difficult, right? Absolutely. You know, during that time, I started to gain some faith. I started praying. I started having a belief in God. I mean, the experience was so real, I couldn't deny it. But those experiences begin to fade, regardless of how dramatic they are. You know, the pain of life starts to suppress those thoughts and those memories. Interesting. And they become further and further away. You know, like, it's not just one wow experience, and then that carries you on through the rest of your life. There's a wow experience, but then there's this continuous faith and digging deeper and getting more and more closer to God. Hmm. But I didn't do that. You know, I let that moment be the climax, and then I just started to drift, and then you find yourself back out in the wilderness. Hmm. So I understand that as you drifted, the near-death experience wasn't enough to completely change your life, and it got worse than better. Tell us about that. Well... For the eight years that I was in the wilderness, why I turned away from God, I didn't kind of turn away from God. I became an atheist, believe it or not. I refused to even speak of God because I was so angry at my situation. But after years of drinking, drugging, trying to fill that void with every other thing other than God, I finally hit a breaking point in the bottom where I just was spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally bankrupt. And I just wanted out. My cry out to God was either save me or let me die. And obviously he saved me. (laughs) That next day I had a renewed strength and I was willing to fight knowing that he was real. Mm. What would you say to the person who would be like how you were before you believed in God? Maybe they feel right now that they need God. What would you say to them? Well, what I would say is I was prejudiced too against organized religion, against Bible thumpers, against so-called Jesus freaks or whatever you want to call them. I didn't want to hear anything they had to say. And it kept me from God for a long time. But I'll tell you this, if you can just open your heart just a little, forget religion, forget all that stuff that you've been taught or that you've seen, just look up in the sky and say, who then created all this? And start with that. 
just a mustard seed of faith, just a little bit, that there has to be something, some power underlying all of this creation. And if you can start there, God will begin to reveal himself to you in whichever way he chooses, and it will come to you. And he came to me through just that little bit of just opening the door, just believing that there's something. And then he revealed himself to me over time, and he will do the same for you. Wow, that is powerful, Arnold. Thank you so much for sharing, as truly surrendering your life to Christ is what changed your life and gave you the power to push through in your life through the trials and difficulties. Thanks so much for sharing this and being such an encouragement to someone who's listening. Absolutely. Hold tight. I have some thoughts to share with you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Surprisingly to me, he had the will to fight through being paralyzed and then being able to walk again. That's incredible. I think many of us go through stuff, life, right? When it happens and we feel like we can't get up. Life is nothing but doom and gloom for us. But there is no doom if you have Jesus in your life. Did you hear that, friend? There is no doom for you if you have Jesus in your life because all the bad things that happen to you, God will use them to swing them back around to do you good in the end. It is written in Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Friend, if you're a child of God, He is going to turn every bad thing that happens to you to work good for you and not evil. Though in the meantime, it feels like it's a bad thing, right? In the meantime, it's like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? And God, you know, are you mad at me? No, my friend. God loves you. But now listen, it takes a level of spiritual maturity to understand this concept and then to apply it to your life. That's a whole nother level of spiritual maturity. I mean, Arnold experienced God as he was dying, right? But then when he came back, the reality of being paralyzed shook him to his core. The reality of what the doctors were saying, it was like a life sentence of not walking. I mean, imagine that. But how did he get through it? His faith in God. It was new, but he started walking in his faith. It wasn't his willpower. It wasn't his own self-discipline. Rather, it was his reliance upon his relationship with Jesus that gave him hope to not give up. How about you? Where are you at in life right now? Are you at the point in your life where you feel like there's no hope, that you just want to give up? My word to you is no, don't give up. And if you're going to give up anything, give up trying to fix up your life by yourself. 
rather surrender it to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you do that, you will experience something new, a new wind, a new life, and a renewed hope. To have the ancient scripture working for you, you have to be a child of God who loves God. It is a working relationship that swings the bad things in life to a story of victory in the end. But it doesn't happen to everyone. It's not just everyone gets that. But it is a common occurrence for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you need that new life, that new hope, you need the bad things in your life to turn for good for you. And if you don't know God, you're like, I don't know if I'm a child of God. We can make that happen right now because God is calling you home, friend. He's calling you into his loving arms. Lord Jesus, we respond to your call. We're sorry for trying to fix our lives ourselves, fix the mistakes, fix the consequences ourselves. We can't do it. We surrender, Lord God, our lives to you, Lord, and we trust you. Help us to trust you day in and day out and to believe that you're going to bring all things that are bad to become good in our lives. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.